Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021. As we welcome you to 
the WCWHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, to bring you, of course, episode number 1071 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to bring you our favorite discussion on our favorite subject of all time, excuse me, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We will, of course, start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, who is, of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jerry D. Girolamo, or, of course, our friends at 411mania.com. <clears throat> Already here with us here tonight as well, getting our wrestling and pop, the first volley, I should say, wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report here this evening. He is a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is part of the team which brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. He is also, of course, a multiple-time title holder, not just here in WCWS, but, of course, a group that he, of course, uh, uh, <clears throat> kind of, uh, uh, co-founded here in the Gross Stuff Incorporated Facebook page, of course, otherwise known as GSWI. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome him, of course, here as always to episode number 1071 of Revolution, the real human suplex machine. I'm talking about the one and the only, ladies and gentlemen, from Front Royal, Virginia, Mr. John Gross. John, we welcome you, sir, to episode number 1071 of Revolution. Thank you very much for being here with us here tonight. We are expecting more pop in here, of course, <clears throat> at any at any point here, of course, during the evening. If you, however, wish to also join us here as well to discuss everything going on here that we talk about here this evening, Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, <clears throat> 138055-POUND. And press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening. Which, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our news and views and history and birthday report here, of course, here tonight... We will, of course, discuss what took place, of course, last night on Monday Night Raw. Of course, the after part of the aftermath, of course, of this past Sunday's Survivor Series. Um, of course, there are a lot of mixed emotions here, of course, here as far as that, that, of course, here is concerned. But we'll definitely hear from a lot of folks here, of course, here. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of Survivor Series, we will, of course, talk about some of the matches that took place, of course, this past Sunday. <coughs> And and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we we, we excuse me, we will of course uh, talk about uh, we will of course as well bring uh, up updates here on of course a lot of the matches of course that we have currently up and going here right now even as we speak. Uh, of course, on our patient center second phase page, as far as of course our uh, or some of our some of our of course our uh, title pole matches of course here in D. So, like I said, we have a lot to cover here for the next two hours here, folks. So be sure to strap in and hang on tight as we get ready for, of course, a real humongous ride here in D. It is 9.02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen, Tuesday, November 20, 
2021. Let's now proceed to 411mania.com, ladies and gentlemen, and bring you, of course, some of the stories making the rounds here. <clears throat> making the rounds here, of course, here on four, at 411mania.com. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the WCWUS Radio Network hereby, as always, thanks our 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 friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here to read their stories on all of our shows, including, of course, Digital Evolution, also, of course, on NWO Wolfpack, also Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as, of course, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, Sports Machine. And hopefully, of course, when we get a lot more of our other shows up and going here, hopefully very, very soon, 411 Mania will definitely be, of course, the premier choice, of course, to use for all your stories pertaining to wrestling, pop culture, uh, and anything, of course, as we say. First story, ladies and gentlemen, appears to be coming out of tonight's episode of NXT, of course, even as we speak. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as apparently uh, a match set for NXT's War Games event coming up here very soon. A hair versus hair match, according to Jeremy Thomas, let's bring, him, let's bring you his story. A hair versus hair match is set for this month's WWE NXT War Games on tonight's show. Cameron Grimes came out area about guts and his hair and beard last week. He cut a promo about his beard and hair and meant a lot to him because it reminded him of where he came from and how he overcame those who didn't believe in him, then called Hudson out. Hudson did not come out, but he appeared on the Tron. Grimes ended up challenging him to a hair versus hair match at War Games, and Hudson has accepted. NXT War Games does take place, of course, on December the 5th, and of course will air on both Peacock and, of course, the WWE Network. Uh, WWE posted on their Twitter Twitter account. If I scratched and I called, it didn't matter how many nights I slept on a concrete floor. I showed all those people that at C Grimes WWE holds it down. Hashtag WWE NXT. And then the NXT Twitter account itself said uh, at C Grimes WWE at uh, uh, six foot five. There's a lot of eyes right there, ladies and gentlemen. Hair versus hair match, hashtag NXT War Games, hashtag WWE NXT. Ladies and gentlemen, also 411 Mania is providing spoilers tonight uh, <clears throat> for uh, this week's episode of WWE two, WWE's 205 Live. Of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, I try not to read any of the spoilers and all wait for the actual outcome to, of course, be shown on, shown a, TV or Peacock or what have you. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to come go, go on 411 Mania and read the spoilers, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Our next story here, folks. <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Seth Rollins actually comments on last night's fan attack on Raw. Seth simply said, I was mostly just reacting. Seth Rollins was asked about the fan who attacked him on last night at Raw. Discussed the incident. As reported, a fan hopped the railing and tackled Rollins, <clears throat> who put him in the front face lock until he could be taken away by security. Rollins was asked about the attack today by TMZ, and here are some of the highlights. <clears throat> On being shook up by the attack, Rollins says, It's terrifying, brother. It happened very quickly. I was mostly just reacting and hoping that our security would come and do their job, which they did very quickly, and then was trying to detach and move 
phone. I hope everybody is okay. On reacting to the guy, Rollins says, once the tackle happened, I knew what was going on. The guy was barreling around the corner. No serious injuries. Nothing like that. I was safe. We were safe. Everything was okay. On the fan, it's on the fan himself. Rollins says, "I think as a president, he probably should not be allowed at the events." Which I'm sure that's probably probably the arena where this happened last night, and I'm pretty sure WWE is probably going on from probably any more of their future events. Four <coughs> Eleven uh, Mania is also providing live coverage here tonight for NXT. If uh, you'd like to listen to see, hear what the guys at 411 Mania are saying about uh, about tonight about uh, tonight's episode, please uh, ch- check it out right here, of course, here on 411mania.com. Right, Jim Thomas posted this next story: Road to Chicago previews this week's edition of AEW Dynamite. A.W. Dynamite travels to Chicago this week for its Thanksgiving episode. <clears throat> and the new Road 2 video previews the episode. Of course, you can see the video right here on this page, which is pre- previewing tomorrow's show and highlights the match between Brian Danielson and Hangman Page. And, of course, more. 411 Mania will, as always, have live coverage of the show. So be sure to mania.com and listen and look at to look at what uh, uh, <clears throat> What, and listen to what the guys at 411 Mania will have to say about uh, tomorrow night's episode, uh, episode, of course. And we did post this video earlier on the AEWS page if anybody wants to go on there and uh, and take a look at this video. <clears throat> Speaking of AEW, of course, as you know, Jeremy talked about this, uh, that this week's AEW Dynamite, uh, AEW Dark, excuse me, let me, let me scratch that. AW Dark is now officially online. AW Dark, you can check out the video right here, which did kick off about a couple hours ago. The following card went like this Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson versus the acclaimed. Nick Comoroto versus Lee Moriarty. Valentina Rossi will take on Ima Sakura. Perlo will take uh, took on Rolando Perez. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia took on Gabriel Hodder. Adrian Sereno and Matthew Oman. Rick Aldrich took on Matt Hardy. Notorious Mimi took on Kira Hogan. Anthony Green took on Jameson Ryan. Karina Dean took on Rio. Joey Janela took on Zach Clayton. Alex Reynolds and John Silver took on Sean Dean and Carly Bravo. And, and Bear Country took on the team of Chad Lennox and Kane Carter. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have to step for just a for just a quick moment here. Um, just for a quick breather, so I will be right back here, folks, and listen to this our opening theme while.
<clears throat> Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen, but we're we're back here now. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but of course, when they say whenever uh, Mother Nature calls, you just don't want you just don't want to ignore them. You just don't want to keep her busy. <clears throat> so let's go out and continue our wrestling news and views here. Of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. Jeremy Thomas uh, story today. As Stevie Ray talks about Harlem Heat not having chemistry with the tag team, of course, Public Enemy, and why he actually did not like hardcore matches. Hardcore matches. Also, Harlem Heat's lack of chemistry with Public Enemy and more during an interview. The WWE Hall of Famer appeared on that 90s wrestling podcast discussing his career. And here's a couple of highlights right here <clears throat> on working with the outsiders stevie ray says we had a lot of fun working with those guys man those guys are two of my best friends in the business man we, so we always had a good time working with them very easy to work with i mean we had a good time working with everybody you know what i'm saying we made it a point to have a good time working with everybody on not matching up well with public enemy <clears throat> stevie ray says the only people that we never had good chemistry with was Johnny Grunge and of course Public Enemy. We never had good chemistry with those guys because those guys were too little for one thing, and they just they, and they're just not super athletic guys. So we're used to working with super athletic guys. We just never could get chemistry with them. Nothing against them because I love them to death. You know, God bless both of them. Matter of fact, me and Rocco, we used to hang out. We went out together a lot. You know, what I'm saying we were very good friends, but no chemistry there. That's about the only tag team that we didn't have with. Me and my brother prided ourselves on being able to work with anybody. We pride ourselves on that, but we could just never get the chemistry with them because they were coming from the ECW style. On not liking doing hardcore matches against Public Enemy and others, Stevie Ray says, we were really, really kind of upset that WCW would bring these guys in and want them to work with us and wants to do that kind of BS. We were adamant about that. That ain't, how we, that ain't how we effing make money. That ain't how Harlem Heat make money. Harlem Heat make money in the ring with top people. So in essence, you're putting in that sense, you're pushing ECW right now. If that makes sense, why don't you go? You know, you don't don't turn WCW into ECW. That's the kind of stupidity that, as far as I'm concerned, that ran in the ranks of the people that were running crap in WCW. We're in Harlem Heat, brother. We, we're world-class effing athletes. We don't do stuff, breaking tables and all that kind of effing BS. I never wanted to do that. That ain't what I, that ain't what I got into effing pro wrestling for. I can go in ECW and do that stuff. <clears throat> so by putting us in that kind of stuff, you're bringing, bringing us down to their level. So in essence, you're bringing WCW down to another wrestling organization's level. I know they didn't see it like that, but potentially when you put all that stuff together, that's how you, you look at it. You see Vincent Man doing some crap like that. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we we will post this uh we will post this interview that they that that the nineties wrestling podcast did with Stevie Ray on of course our interview corner page. That way you'll be able to listen a little bit more as to what Stevie Ray of course, does did have to say.
very, very curious, obviously staying here inside, the, I guess you could say, the family business. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. As Stephanie McMahon and Triple H's oldest daughter has begun training to wrestle. Stephanie McMahon, Triple H's daughter, is looking to continue the family business. As Stephanie says, she's begun training in the ring. McMahon spoke with Talk Sports' Alex McCarthy and revealed that her eldest daughter, Aurora Rose, has begun to learn the ropes. We have three children I do. There are 15, 13, and 11. This is from, from Stephanie. Our oldest said that when she was eight years old, Mama, I don't, I don't want, I don't want your dad, Daddy. I don't want your job. <clears throat> I want Pop's. I want Vince, I want Pop's job. He's talking about Vince. So just like her grandfather, she wants to be the boss. So we'll see what happens with my with my oldest daughter, who has already started training in the ring. She had that. The, the oldest daughter is interested in wrestling, saying, my youngest daughter is also very interested, but she's all about the personality. Oh, my goodness, I can't wait to see what she, I can't, I can't wait to see what she is going to do. So, of course, as you remember, Aurora Rose, of course, was born during the, around the time that DX actually made a comeback in 2006. Uh, so, we, so, of course, seeing her at that age now, it'd be kind of interesting to see, of course, how she, uh, uh, she fares, and of course, give, given, of course, the right time, of course. Jeremy Thomas posted this story today. As WWE, WWE releases a signature series championship for the Bella Twins. Hmm. The Bella Twins now, have, now have their own signature series championship available through WWE. WWE has released a commemorative championship which runs for $499.99 by most of the since Signature series. The title features a red and black scheme to fit the Bella's looks, with half looking like Nikki Nikki Bella's gear and half looking like Bree's. The title description reads: "Well, a title that's double trouble. Look no further than the Bella Twin Signature Series Championship title. We've taken the classic Divas Championship, which was held by both Nikki and Bree, and added a dash of twin magic to create a fitting tribute to this iconic Hall of Fame duo." As you know, uh, the Bellas were, were supposed to be inducted, of course, last year, but because of the pandemic, they were inducted, of course, uh, this year. So, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, if you got $500 laying around, you can possibly get a piece of Twin Magic. Of course, that sounds like a cheap plug, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, our next story here, Jeremy Thomas posted this story. As Tay Conti says, unfortunately, she and her husband have officially separate. Tay Conte has revealed that she's no longer with her husband and they and they separated a long time ago. The AW star responded, responded to a fan question on Instagram noted in her Instagram stories per Wrestling Inc. that she and judo fighter Jorge Conte are officially separated. Conte wrote in response to the, to the fan knowing that she doesn't post photos with Jorge anymore. She says, nope, we've been separated for a long time. The couple actually married four years ago back in 2017 so but uh, but of course like i said this young lady actually gave as we said here before she actually gave uh uh brett baker a good run of course at full gear of course just a tad short here but of course you couldn't of course that was not her fault of course obviously being uh being of course uh <clears throat> 
um, well, I'm sure by Reba, not Rebel, and uh, Jamie Hayter in the process, of course, as Britt Becker always does every time she has a, uh, every time she, of course, has a match or defends her belt in a match along those lines. Jeffrey Harris posted this story today. As Ronda Rousey doesn't think that she's still under a WWE contract, but she's still in touch with Stephanie McMahon. WWE Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey recently took part in a Facebook gaming live stream, and she was asked about her current WWE contract status. Of course, from this is for courtesy of Post Wrestling. According to Rousey, she, Rousey, she doesn't think she's still under a WWE contract. Rousey stated during the live stream, uh, as, um, uh, someone, of course, in the chat room is asking if I'm still under contract with WWE. She says, I technically I am, but who knows? That's a question for the lawyers. When asked if she had, she's had contact with WWE executive Triple H about a return, Rousey says she has not spoken with him since his recent cardiac event he suffered back in September. However, Rousey did state that she does keep in touch with Stephanie McMahon. Rousey added, I actually kept in touch with Steph, of course, because she's she's sweet and we send each other baby pictures. I haven't talked to Triple H since before he had his, uh, he had like a heart surgery or he's doing all right. Ronda Rousey and husband Travis Brown welcomed their first child, daughter Lakia. Um, I'm just going to shorten and say Michaela, forgive me if I don't want to mispronounce the, the middle name, Brown, in September. She last appeared for the WWE in the main event at WrestleMania 35 in 2019. So it was before the pandemic, whenever she last appeared. Or some people won't hurt, some people won't mind seeing her, or some who have stated that they don't. I know one of them being, of course, the current Raw champion, Becky Lynch. But, uh, Jeffrey Harris posted this story here today with some WWE news. Uh, Fans actually saying happy birthday to uh, Randy Orton's daughter. Also, Carmella and Zelina Vega have their first photo shoot as, as you know, they won the women's tag team titles, which I don't think they really deserve. And also, of course, some raw video highlights. Uh, as noted, following last night's dark main event after WWE Raw went off the air, Randy Orton got on the microphone to sing happy birthday to his daughter, Brooklyn. Some of the footage was released by TV Sport, which, of course, you can listen, look to on this page. page. Uh, their Twitter account, at BT Sport WWE, posted this. Happy birthday, Brooklyn. At Randy Orton brought his dream after hashtag WWE Raw. And, of course, ending with the word legend with a little heart emoji. Also on Raw, Carmella and Zelina Vega defeated Rhea Ripley. And, and Nikki Cross to capture the WWE Raw Women's Tag Team titles. Of course, I'm sure they cheated in order to win. WWE released a video of their first photo shoot as champions. Of course, I uh, that is the ugliest looking picture, of course, I have ever seen. And they, like I said, don't deserve, they don't deserve those belts at all whatsoever. Vincent, man, you are, an, you are a humongous douche as far as I'm concerned. Jeremy Thomas posted this story tonight as, of course, something took, something happened, of course, after WWE Raw ended. I knew report some details on what happened after Raw went off the air. PW Insider reports that Kevin Owens came back out to attack Big E and was joined by Austin Theory and 
Seth Rollins. After a host of other heels came out and Drew McIntyre led a group of baby faces to make the save for Big E, that set up a 14-man tag team match with the rest of the roster serving as lumberjacks. The baby faces, the baby faces won the match in a few minutes, and Randy Orton got on the mic, of course, wishing, as we, as I just said, wishing his daughter Brooklyn a very happy birthday. Also, ladies and gentlemen, there's a story here that you can come on and uh, and uh, check out here. Rand Byer has posted this. Um, you, uh, something you can ask, of course, uh, uh, 411, 411 Wrestling, of course, talking about WWE's worst decisions, of course, in history. Uh, uh, you can, of course, come on here and... Uh, uh, just, just to of course reiterate here, here there are there are like ten. I do, let's see. There are actually I won't go into all the details, but of course it's stating ten some some of these worst decisions in history. Uh, ten have been listed. I'll just go ahead and mention in here, and some of these we have actually talked about ourselves. Number one, using a quick-release mechanism for Owen Hart's entrance at Over the Edge 1999. Number two, continuing that pay-per-view after Owen Hart died. Number three, not drug-testing wrestlers for a large portion of its history. Number four, letting Mel Phillips work with young boys. Number five, taking money from the Saudi royal family. Number six, airing a tribute show to Chris Benoit without having all the facts. Number seven, continuing to do business with Jimmy Snuka after the Nancy Argentino incident. Number eight, firing Dawn Marie while she was pregnant. Number number nine, allowing Bill DeMott to train at Deep South Wrestling. And number 10, letting Stephanie McMahon compare 9-11 to her father being prosecuted on steroid charges. So if you want to check out this story here, folks, we will uh, we'll work on getting this story posted here. Uh, we will, of course, work on getting this story po- posted here uh, on uh, <clears throat> on one of our pages here, so you can go back and read this, this, some of this of course, that Mr. Byers actually posted in this in this um, report. So uh, it's very very fascinating, of course. Here, indeed, we'll definitely work on trying to get that up for you. And Jeremy Thomas posted our last story, which came out last night. As apparently a WWE alumna was reportedly seen at a recent Impact Wrestling tapings. A former WWE star was reportedly at the recent Impact Wrestling tapings. PW reports that Danielle Monet, who was known, of course, as Summer Rae during her run in WWE, was spotted at the tapings that took place over the past couple of days. There is no word yet on whether she will be working with the company or was just visiting. Raw has worked only a couple times. Well, Summer Rae, I'm sorry, has worked only a couple times since her 2016 WWE release. Wrestling once each in 2018 and also 2019 for Battle of Wrestling. As you can see, there's also, if you want to check out the partial spoilers for these Impact Wrestling Impact Wrestling tapings, you can, of course, come on this come on this page right here, and of course, check out a lot of the uh, check out the uh, uh, spoilers, of course, right there for some of these Impact Wrestling tapings. But, yeah, that's the name, of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, I have not heard in quite a long time. So, 
so we'll have to we have to we'll definitely have to wait and see of course if if of course obviously if she is going to do any sort of business with impact so we'll have to wait and see until then ladies and gentlemen of course we do there is we do want to thank 411 mania for allowing us of course as always to read their stories on all of our shows <clears throat> of course uh, also of course ladies and gentlemen we do give kudos to our 2017 hall of fame news tag team king ice who is of course king and smith and the Ivory Girolamo. they're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the wcws radio network and of course if the news doesn't fit they always find a way they always find a way of course here uh to to make it fit and of course in gts's case super glue and duct tape you cannot beat of course that old-fashioned combination nor have we ever never ever tried at all uh ladies and gentlemen to to do so in the past of course uh, now, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what John has here. Of course, in the first in the first take of our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports here for today, November the twenty third. On this date in nineteen eighty one, at a WWF house show in Madison Square Garden, Bob Backlund pinned Greg Valentine to win the vacated WWF title. The title was vacated the previous month after the referee accidentally handed the title to Valentine. Also, the Morales defeated Don Morocco in a Texas death match for the Intercontinental title. On his day in 1989, the third annual Survivor Series took place in Chicago at the Rosemont Horizon. 15,294 were in attendance. In a dark match, uh, sorry about that, Boris Zukov defeated Paul Roma. The Dream Team, of course, consisted of Dusty Rhodes, Brutus Beefcake, the Red Rooster, and Tito Santana. The Enforcer Man, Bad News Brown, Rick Martell, and the Honky Tonk Man. Akeem was scheduled to be in the match, but was replaced by Bad News Brown. Rhodes and Beefcake were the sole survivors. The King's Court consisted of Randy Savage, Earthquake, Dino Bravo, and Gray Valentine. Defeated the team of Jim Duggan, Bret Hart, Ronnie Garvin, and Hercules. Savage, Earthquake, and Bravo were the sole survivors of the match. This is Randy Savage's last Survivor Series match until 1992. The Hulkamaniacs consisted of Hulk Hogan, Hibberts, and Demolition, of course, Axe and Smash. Defeated the Million Dollar Team, who was, of course, Ted DiBiase, the Warlord, Barbarian, and Zeus, with Hogan as the sole survivor. This is Zeus's last pay-per-view match as he leaves the WWF before 1990. The Rude Brood consisted of Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, Jacques and Raymond Rougeau, <clears throat> with the Genius in their corner, and... And of course, the Genius and Jimmy Hart in there uh, <clears throat> defeated the team of Rowdy Piper, Jimmy Snuka, and the Bushwhackers. This is both Piper and Snuka's first Survivor Series appearances and Rude's last Survivor Series appearance. And Mr. Perfect was the sole survivor of that match. The Ultimate Warriors consisted of the Ultimate Warrior himself, Jim Neidhart, and the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. They defeated the Heenan family, of course, by Heenan, Andre the Giant, Aku, and Arn Anderson. This is Andre the Giant's last Survivor Series appearance as he retires in April of 1990 from the WWF, and also Arn Anderson's last WWF pay-per-view match. On state 1994, Survivor Series was held in San Antonio at the Freeman Coliseum with 10,001 folks in attendance. In a pre-show match, Bob Holly defeated Quang. 
The bad guys consisted of Razor Ramon, the one, two, three kid, the head shrinkers, and the British Bulldog. They defeated the Teamsters, consisted of Diesel, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart, uh, <clears throat> Jim Neidhart, and Jeff Jarrett. This is British Bulldog's first Survivor Series since 1991, and Jim Neidhart's first Survivor Series since 1990. Despite Razor being the sole survivor of the match, Diesel put on a dominant performance, eliminating Fatu, uh, Sion, and the 123 Kid, but did not eliminate the British Bulldog because he was counted out. The end of the match came with Diesel set for sweet chin music by Shawn Michaels, but similar to December 7, 1994. Michaels accidentally super kicked Diesel, getting Diesel upset, but Diesel knocking every one of his teams down and chasing down Shawn Michaels. The Royal Family, which consisted of Jerry Lawler, Cheesy, Queasy, and Sleazy, defeated Clowns R.S., who was Dink, Doink, Pink, and Wink, in a shutout. Bob Backlund defeated Bret Hart to win the WWF title. The win makes Backlund F champion for the first time since 1983. In a submission match, both Owen Hart and the British Bulldog were towel bearers for the match. British Bulldog was knocked out in the middle of, of Backlund, locking in the crossface chicken wing on Brett, with Owen being upset that his brother Brett was in the hold, and then begged Helen and Stu to throw in the towel for Brett, which actually his their mother Helen actually was the one that threw the towel in. The Million Dollar Team, who was Bam Bam Tonka, King Kong Bundy, and the Heavenly Bodies, Defeated Guts and Glory consisted of Adam Bomb, the Smoking Guns, Mabel, and Lex Luger. Bundy and Bigelow were the sole survivors. This is Bundy's first Survivor Series appearance and his first pay-per-view match since 1987. And The Undertaker defeated Yokozuna in a casket match with Chuck Norris as a special guest referee. Despite interference from Bam Bam Bigelow, King Kong, Bundy, IRS, and Jarrett with Norris who kicked the Double J, knocking Jarrett out out of his shoes. This is Chuck Norris's first WWF appearance since March 24, 1991, when he was in the stands at WrestleMania 7. Also on that same day, of course, sadly, Art Barr was found dead in his Oregon home at the age of 28. Barr had been teaming up with the late Eddie Guerrero and received a five-star match at AAA One Stars Collide pay-per-view against El Hijo de Santo and Octagon in a double-haired match. Match of Barr and Guerrero were in talks with the ECW and also with WCW and WWF. And also, Barr was scheduled to face off against Jushin Thunder Liger on January 4th, 1995, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But of course, unfortunately, the match never happened. I'll say in 1996 at the ECW Revere show, which was subheaded as the Mass Transit Incident on November 23rd, 1996. Here's how the story takes. Takes a dark turn. Axel Rotten was scheduled to work a tag team match with Devon Dudley against the Gangsters, but couldn't make the show due to a family emergency. The show was also scheduled to have dwarf wrestlers with Tiny the Terrible and Half Nelson against 17 year old Eric Kulos, who performed as Mass Transit, a Ralph Cramden esque uh, bus driver. But Kulos convinced Heyman to have him fill in for Rotten and said that he was 21 and he was working for Killer Kowalski a retired star wrestler who ran a notable wrestling school in the Boston area. Heyman stated afterward that he was unaware of Kulas's real age. Before the match started, Kulas asked New Jack, New Jack to blade him since he had never done it himself, and New Jack agreed. The match was booked at the squash with the gangsters double-teaming Kulas inside the ring and beating them up sadistically with crutches, toasters, and other objects. 
At the end of the match, New Jack bladed Kulak with a surgical scalpel. The event was a house show and thus not test, but quarter footage was indeed available. New Jack quietly asked Kulas, you all right? Kulas' father was upset, saying, ring the bell. He is 17 years old. As medics rushed to the ring to aid Kulas, New Jack grabbed the house microphone, screaming, and this is vulgar language. It's going to be too intense for some people who can find this very offensive. <clears throat> I don't care if the MF or dies. He's white. I don't like white people. I don't like people from Boston. I'm the wrong and I apologize, but this is New Jack's words, not mine. The incident led to the cancellation of the uh, barely legal, but the pay-per-view event was placed back on was placed was placed back on, on Sunday, April 13, 1997. In 1999, New Jack was tried on charges of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, and was later sued by the Kulas family. He was acquitted of all charges in the criminal trial, and later and later declared not liable in the civil trial. Kulas sadly died at the age of 22 due to complications from gastric bypass surgery <clears throat> on May 12, 2002. Of course, as you know, same, the same thing that happened to New Jack 19 years later. On this date in 1997, WCW's World War III was held from the Palace of Auburn Hills. <clears throat> Sorry about that. In Detroit, Michigan. <clears throat> Scott Hall won a senior oil to earn the right to face a WCW champion at Super Bowl or San Marie or uh, or uncensored. On the state in 1998, Goldberg defeated the Giant in the main event of Monday Nitro for the WCW World Heavyweight title. Also on that same day on Monday Night Raw from Columbus, Ohio, <clears throat> Vincent Mann named Shawn Michaels as the new commissioner of the WWF, a term he would hold until May of 2000. Also on that same day, Dwayne a long-time Joe Christian to win the WWF, WWF light heavyweight title. The win made Dwayne Gill, uh, known as Gilbert, of course, as you know, the Goldberg knockoff. Also, of course, the Undertaker attempted to do one of the most savages things in WWF history, and that was to embalm Stone Cold Steve Austin alive. The embalming came about with Stone Cold in the hospital after blacking out, being blacked out in a live event at, San, at the San Jose Arena. Undertaker, other Austin in a pillow and attempted to bury him alive, but chose to embalm him alive. As Taker was set to embalm Austin alive, Kane appeared to make the save for Austin, causing Austin to escape the embalming room. On say 1999, a SmackDown taping, a food fight breaks out in the main event between Triple H and X-Pac against Shane McMahon and Test. On a state in the year 2000, Billy Gunn defeats Eddie Guerrero to win the Intercontinental title, and another food fight happens but, of course, to the backstage area. On a day in 2007, uh, Linda Hogan, of course, announced that she had filed for divorce from her estranged husband, uh, Hulk Hogan. And, of course, she would marry a younger man a little bit later on. On a day in 2008, WWE presented Survivor Series from the TD Bank North Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Of course, 12,498 people were in attendance with 319,000 folks uh, watching on pay-per-view. That is on TV, of course, that's down from 341,000 homes. Some of the matches in a dark match here, the Brian Kendrick defeated Kung Fu Naki. Uh, Team Michaels consisted of Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio, JTG, Chad Gaspard, and the Greg Khali defeated Team JBL. Consisted of JBL, Kane, The Miz, MVP, and John Morrison. 
Michaels, Mysterio, and Kylie were the sole survivors. This is JBL's first Survivor Series match since 2005. Of course, this is the ladies right here. Beth Phoenix, Candice Michelle, Jillian Hall, Kelly Kelly, and Mickey James defeated Team SmackDown, who was Maria, Maurice, Michelle McCool, Natalia, and, Be and Victoria, with Beth Phoenix being the sole survivor. The Undertaker defeated the Big Show in a casket match. This is the first ca casket match in Survivor Series history. Since November 23rd, 1994, when the Undertaker defeated Yokozuna in a casket match. Team Orton, of course, gets Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, Mark Henry, Shelton Benjamin, and William Regal defeated Team Batista, who was Batista, CM Punk, Kofi Kingston, R-Truth, and Matt Hardy, with Orton and Rhodes being the sole survivors. And this is Mark Henry's first appearance since 1999. Edge defeated Vladimir Kozlov and Triple H in a triple threat match with the WWE title with Edge substituted for Jeff Hardy after Hardy was found knocked out in a stairwell. John Cena defeated Chris to gain the World Heavyweight title. This is Cena's first match since SummerSlam 2008. On the same 2009, Jesse Ventura was the guest host of Raw from Hershey, Pennsylvania. This is Ventura's first WWE appearance since 2007 and his first appearance in the ring since WrestleMania 20 in, 19, in 2004. He also does commentary with Vince McMahon for the first time since 1990. John Cena and CM Punk face off for the first time with Cena defeating Punk and Sheamus. Cena defeating Punk and Sheamus won a battle royal, becoming the number one contender for the WWE title. And this is Vince McMahon's first commentating appearance since 1997 on Monday Night Raw. And John says also he should say that the 1994 Survivor Series featured the first time that, uh, that the five-on-five -five matches returned since 1988 and would be, be discontinued again until the 2001 Survivor Series when Team WF and the Team Off, of course, that was the last time a pay-per-view took place in my neck of the woods, of course, in Greensboro. I want to say 2014, of course, WWE presents Survivor Series from St. Louis at the Scott Trade Center with 12,000 people in attendance and 100,000 buy rates watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 179. That's down for, That's down from, of course, <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, sorry about that. I have to go back and so I have to dig back a little, little bit. That's down from 179,000 homes in 2013. Sorry about that. Fandango defeated Justin Gabriel in a one-on-one -on -one match. Jack Swagger defeated Cesaro by submission in a singles match. Damian Mizdow and the Miz won the tag team titles, defeating Los Matadores, the team of Goldust and Stardust, and also the Usos. Natalia consisted of Natalia, Alicia Fox, Naomi, and Emma, defeating the team of Paige, Cameron, Layla, and Samurai, with Natalia, Alicia Fox, Naomi, and Emma becoming the sole survivors. This is the first shutout since 2006. Bray Wyatt defeated Dean Ambrose by DQ. Adam Rose and the Bunny defeated Slater Gator in a tag team match. Nikki Bella defeated AJ Lee in 33 seconds to pick up the Divas title. With Bray Bella, AJ Lee, similar to what AJ did to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 28. And Team Cena, consisting of John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, The Big Show, Ryback, and Eric Rowan, defeated Team Authority, who was Seth Rollins, Rusev, uh, of course, the late Luke, Luke Harper, Kane, and Mark Henry. 
Uh, let's see here. In the middle of the match, Big Show betrayed Team Cena with Show delivering a knockout punch on Cena. As Ziggler had eliminated Harper Kane, it was down to zones with Triple H running interference and trying to win the match with the authority. But however, Sting appeared for the first time in a WWE ring, staring down Triple H and hitting the Scorpion Death Drop on the game with Ziggler pinning Rollins to get the victory and thus the authority would be fired. But Cena would bring him back in power at the end of, by the end of 2014 after Seth Rollins had threatened to stomp Edge's neck in. On say in 2019, WWE presented an takeover war game. This features the first ever War Games women's match with Team Ripley de- defeating Team Baszler with Ripley and Candice LeRae winning the match despite Dakota Kai attacking her partner and friend Tegan Knox as Kai was filling in for Mia Yim. Pete Dunne defeated Killian Dane and Damian Priest to regain the number one contendership for the NXT title of Survivor Series. Finn Balor defeated Matt Riddle and T. Chiampa defeated the Undisputed Era in a War Games match with Kevin the surprise participant for Chiampa's team. Happy 27th birthday to new SmackDown competitor Aaliyah, who was wrongfully taken off of the team at Survivor Series thanks to Sonya Douchebag DeVille. Happy 47th birthday to Juventud Guerrera. Happy happy 56th birthday to Don Fry. Today would have been the, the 93rd birthday of, I think it's Gene, John, I think that's Gene, I think it's Gene Kanitsky. I'm not sure, but but uh, today he would have been 93 years old today. We're thinking about that. I don't think his name was Greg. I think his name was Gene. So, but we'll double check that here, folks. And here's some pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, here for today, uh, November the 23rd. Excuse me there, ladies and gentlemen, of course. I was say 1783 in Annapolis, Maryland, because capital until June of 1784. 1835, Henry Burden patents the horseshoe manufacturing uh, machine in Troy, New York. 1848, Female Medical Educational Society forms in Boston. Uh, 1863, patent patent was granted for a process of making color photographs. 1876, Columbia, Harvard, and Princeton are intercollegiate association. 1897, <coughs> sorry about that here, folks, my... Uh, Uh, Columbia, Harvard, and Princeton form Inter- Intercollegiate Football Association. 1897, the pencil sharpener is patented by John Lee Love. 1903, Colorado Governor James Peabody sends the state militia into the town of Cripper up a minor strike. 1905, Henry Watson Furness, uh, an American physician from in- Indiana, is named U.S. Minister to Haiti. 1909, the Rod Brothers formed a million-dollar corporation to manufacture uh, airplanes. I want to say 1911, Post Hospital is renamed Letterman Jeremy. 1914, on this date, the U.S. Army withdraws from Mexico. 1921, President Warren G. Harding signs the Willis-Campbell Act, forbidding doctors to prescribe beer or liquor for medicinal purposes. On say 1930, Hat Moran runs 91 yards for a touchdown from a scrimmage. 
1942, Chinese steward Poon Lim begins 133 days adrift after British ship the SS Belamond was torpedoed on a new boat, and he is the sole survivor. I say, 1943, owner uh, William D. Cox, the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies, is permanently banned from baseball for having bet on his own team. 1947, Redskins quarterback Sammy Ball uh, passes for six touchdowns versus the Chicago Cardinals, 45-21. 1954, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closes above the for the first time. It reached just just before shoot the 1929 crash. 1960 Dodgers outfielder Frank Howard is voted National League Rookie of the Year, and Tinseltown dedicated its Walk of Fame at Hollywood Boulevard and Vine Street, and also Tiro's Two, a weather satellite, is launched. 1963 on this date, JFK's body lies in repose in the East Room of the White House. Also on that same day, Lyndon B. Johnson, December 25th, 1963, a day of national mourning for JFK. 1964, the Beatles released the song, I Feel Fine and She's a Woman. 1968, the Milwaukee Bucks make their first NBA trade, giving Bob Love and Bob Weiss to the Chicago Bulls for Flynn Robinson. On a state in 1970, George Harrison releases the song, My Sweet Lord in the United States. Also on that same day, Cat Stevens releases his fourth studio album called T for the Tillerman, featuring the singles Wild World and the song Father and Son. <coughs> on this day, 1971, this is a day that J.D. probably, if he was listening, probably might, might uh, remember this. Danny Murtaugh, the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, announces his retirement. On the state in 1980 at the CFL Grey Cup, the Edmonton Eskimos win their third straight titles. They outclass the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 48-10. Also, the National Black Independent Party officially forms on that. On the state in 1981, President Reagan vetoes the House Joint Resolution 357, which called for further appropriations for fiscal year of 1982. On the state in 1984, Boston College's Doug Flutie Passes for 472 yards, including a game-ending 48-yard touchdown to end the game and defeat Miami 47-45. Uh, excuse me. I want to say 1988, when Gretzky scores his 600th and a
And also on that same day, President Reagan announces that he is pocket vetoing a bill uh, designed to further rest- to further restrict restriction by former federal employees. On the state, nineteen eighty nine, the Philadelphia Eagles defeat the Boys twenty seven zero. This is infamously known as the Bounty Bowl. With Jimmy Johnson accusing Buddy Ryan of placing bounties on players. On the state, nineteen ninety one, Freddie Mercury, of course, the lead singer of Queen, uh, confirmed this at the, of course at the age of forty five that he that he did contract AIDS, that he has AIDS. This was the day before he passed away. And Evander Holyfield TKOs Burt Cooper in seven months for the heavy boxing engine. And also the Sacramento Kings in today's road losing streak at 43 games. On the say 1992, the 10 millionth cell phone is officially sold. And I think uh, JD might have bought that phone. I don't know. On the say 2001, Jeff Gordon wins the Winston Cup. On the say 2004, the game World of Warcraft is the world's most subscribed subscribed game. That is a cool game, though. I will admit that. On the say 2004, Pacquiao defeats Brandon Rios to win the WBO Welterweight Championship. Year, AstraZeneca is the third drug maker to report an effective vaccine for, of course, the uh, for the pandemic. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will not say what the actual name is because I have not said that name ever since we first heard about it. So, <clears throat> anyway, happy 29th birthday today to, of course, Hannah Montana herself, Miley Cyrus. birthday to Snooky. Of course, I prefer Snoopy over Snooky, but of course, Snooky also appeared in the WWE in 2011. When she teamed up with Trish Stratus and John Morrison to take on Dolph Ziggler and Lay Cool at WrestleMania 27. Today would have been the 217th birthday of the 14th president of the United States, Franklin Pierce. (coughs) 
Doctor Who, uh, I think the newer versions of newer version of Doctor Who premiered on this date in 2013. I'm sorry, 63. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, this was the original Doctor Who uh, premiered on this day in 1963. Uh, of course, the movie Mona, the Disney movie that was featuring, of course, The Rock as one of the voices, was released on this day in 2016. The Muppets, of course, was uh, was released in 2011. The movie Scrooge was released in 1988. Great Bill Murray movie, of course. A modern take, of course, on the uh, on the on the story of Christmas Carol, but a great, funny movie, nevertheless. But actually, they were doing a TV production, of course, of that movie. National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Family Reunion was released on this day in 2003. NASCAR history in the state 2001. Robbie Gordon wins the race in New Hampshire. On the state 1997, Mike Skinner wins in Japan for an exhibition race. John got for, of course, tonight's for the first volley of the wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays for today. So, John, we thank you very much there, sir. And once again, we want to thank 411 Mania for providing us. Dun, 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 dun. What? Hmm. And we do give kudos, like I said, once again. So, we want to thank 411 mania for providing with our wrestling uh news news and views segment for this evening of course as well 10:01 p.m ladies and gentlemen of course uh tuesday november 23rd 2021 1605 562 caller id 138055 pound this is wcws revolution number episode uh <clears throat> episode number 17 mr wcws and and of course the human suplex machine john gross here with you here tonight and of course ladies and gentlemen we have a couple couple more gentlemen here standing by here let's go ahead and bring you their their uh uh bring you let's introduce them of course here to tonight's show of course as always first off ladies and gentlemen he is the general manager of wcws fan empire of course on facebook he is also <coughs> excuse me a multiple Time top holder and both and of course both WCW US and GSWI and of course ladies and gentlemen he is known as the man with the golden voice of course he has proven that many many times here on of course all of our shows here in the radio network since his debut 
Also, ladies and gentlemen, if you keep if you do walk up and down the streets, the sidewalks of Indianapolis, Indiana, you'll you'll probably see this young man. Of course, who bears a striking resemblance to, of course, Lionel Richie in our in our city hall. And of course, be sure to do give him one of these, and he will acknowledge you. Hello. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the second person, of course, a uh, second panelist here tonight. He is, of course, a three-time WCW US Hall of Famer. He is, of course, part of another part of the team which brings you both uh, Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, and of course, Sports Machine, of course, primarily on every Friday afternoon. Of course, they do have it. They do have special editions, of course, during the week here as well. <clears throat> But, of course, he is part of the broadcasting for both it and Raw Radio, as we said, right here on the network. <coughs> he is also, he is also, of course, a multiple-time title holder in both WCW US and GSWI as well. And, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, he does hail from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, excuse me. Where, of course, he does tell it like it is, of course, every time when he comes on, when it's about wrestling, Sports, entertainment, anything else, of course, he's got to get off his chest. He does so, of course, with the right the right vibe, the right speed, and the right attitude. And ladies and gentlemen, he has also proven time and time again that he can deliver, of course, all that great stuff here and all that. And, and of course, and he can do it very, very proudly and all that without having to wear a pair of pants. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to number 1071 the revolution of course i'll be bringing him on here right now one at a time first off from indianapolis indiana the soul man justin lewis fleming and of course from pittsburgh pennsylvania ad himself ladies and gentlemen the ice man jared d Girolamo. gentlemen welcome to 1071 the revolution thank you very much here for being here with us here tonight You want to play with my balls? Hey, <laughs> you want to play with my balls? <laughs> God! Hey, Chad. Hey. hey. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Chad. And, um, sorry, Justin. We had. Sorry, Justin. Yeah, it's also okay. okay. J- JD about playing with his balls, so I mean, I'm not going to give him just a minute to get that out. But, <laughs> but then there's also this. Oh, Lord. There we go. Favorite. Never seen. Play with his nuts all day. And sometimes. God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, we know one thing that JD uh, probably won't be doing that much uh, probably on Thanksgiving Day, and that's of course he'll be doing a lot of fondling. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoa. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, welcome, of course, again as always, gentlemen. Here, uh, of course, uh, before of course we uh, we're going to here momentarily. But before we do so, I'm sure I would like to I would like to read what uh, I would like to read, of course, what uh, what John had to say about Raw. He's got plenty to say here. 
a little bit more than what he normally tells us about Raw here. But uh, got to bring it up here, of course, here tonight. First off, he says, she's, and this is this is coming from John, ladies and gentlemen. This is not my words. These are his. Uh, so he says, Raw wasn't bad, but not even good. Austin Theory getting a WWE title shot was blah. But John wanted to get to the main topic of what happened in Brooklyn. Of course, we all, all the people in Chicago and Brooklyn can be a little bit rowdy. But with that being said, that was not the case last night. Since the beginning of the 1990s, we've seen fans pop in and out of the ring and try to get their hands on, on of course, superstars, whether they be male or female, on on whether they stand within six feet or they're in the barricade fighting. But this is nothing compared to what happened last night when this fan by the name of Mr. Eliza Spencer ran to the outside of the ring attacking Seth Rollins. John says he knows everyone has seen the photos of Becky Lynch there as well. She looked like she was about ready to beat up, to beat up Mr. Spencer for what she did to her husband, and which, of course, we all really can't blame her for doing so. John wishes she would have slapped that person for it. But that's not from what John heard. He also heard that the show got somebody tossed out in the dark match. Let me see where is it. Because they were shouting insults at MVP and Sami Zayn, as well as Montez Ford as well. Okay, the show. This is what sh- this is what shows that these are people are trying to make a mockery out um, uh, out of here. Right there, I'm having a little trouble holding on to the mouse here, and trying to have their 15 minutes of fame. Well, John says he's got advice for the two people that wanted to cause a ruckus to, on Monday Night Raw. There's no right to what you what you all did, whether the wrestling fans like or hate the person. You do not charge outside the ring. You do not yell at people. You, you do not confront a fan violently outside the ring. Whether you like or hate the person, you cannot go outside and inside the ring, beating them down because the wrestlers pay for your money as well. You buy one of the fans, not try to be a part of the show. It's not about you. It's the wrestlers. It's something that we saw, of course, in saw something we saw of course in the 1990s and also something that we saw in the mid 2010s as well let's see if john has any john has anything else to mention of course when that guy came to the ring and hit randy orton with uh uh uh, he hit randy orton with a nuts what I, well, uh, oh, and a, and a guy even threatened Dean and Ambrose with with a with a knife in the nuts. What? What? No, this is this is this is John talking here. I mean, uh, no, John said say a guy hit Randy in the nuts. Okay. Okay, well, you said with a John. That's why I said it, apparently. And another guy threatened Dean Ambrose with a knife. Okay, trying to. Stand. Okay, all right. Well, John, I, I think you were typing a little bit too fast. You might have just typed the wrong letters or something. So, okay, okay, because the way you said it, I'm at, okay, okay, okay. Someone hit, tried to hit. Someone hit, almost hit Randy Orton in the nuts. Okay, I got you. Yeah. And it was someone charging him back, back when Hulk. Of course, Hulk Hogan in 1996, of course, turned his back, of course, on the fans. But there's no reason for that person to go after Seth Rollins, whether he's a face or a heel. 
you cannot do that. And of course, we've said that on the show here many times. I think it was one of the last times I think this happened. I think it, I think it may have involved Seth Rollins. I'm not sure. I think it did. But there's no reason for that person. Okay, well, already, John already said that. Uh, anything, sir, you wish. And John said you don't care if you, you go to a WWE or an AEW event or not. You will not go after them, just like that person tried to go after MJF in AEW. Huh. I wonder who that, or when MJF revealed, of course, the match to, uh, to uh, Chris, revealed the match to Chris Jericho. They are wrestlers, and they put their body and souls on the line for you. Okay, let's see if John has anything. <coughs> Has anything else to mention here? Now, I have not, and of course, also we've had, uh, of course, not have crazy attackers, not have obsessed fans talk the ring and go after them. And then not have obsessed people, of course, go into the WWE Performance Center and try to make a scene. Of course, remember that incident that happened a while ago. Of course, like John said, like that idiot tried to do years ago. Yeah, we, we, we remember that. And of course, obviously, Triple H, I think, has probably kind of banned him for life in the performance center because of that, I think. John says, John believes that, that Seth should have beat the crap out of him for it. Whoa, John, whoa, John, a little sadistic there. Huh. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Because he knows Seth probably would have had five minutes probably alone with this guy. And plus, every wrestler could have could have probably had fifteen minutes with him. Of course, we all remember probably the most recent incident. I think what happened was when that uh, I think he was a former UFC fighter or something came out during the a couple years ago during the Hall of Fame ceremony and tried to attack Bret Hart. Yeah, I remember that. Was Ronda Rousey's husband came out and also came out to uh, subdue the guy. Because I think because I think Travis Brown I think also has a background in that in that UFC fighting I think it was and John said and, <clears throat> and plus every wrestler could have had 15 minutes with him being all the way back down to Hoboken uh, of course that was John was talking about this and I'm talking about it with John said it was about two years ago so yeah <clears throat> so that was when I think the heart found it into the Hall of Fame I think but. But John says, to, but to you, of course, Mr. Eliza Spencer or Karen or, well, he says my name, but of course he doesn't mean me specifically. He means, you know what, he's he's used my name. But of course, we all know it's not aimed towards me. You do not go out there after a wrestling superstar, whether you love or hate. It's not something that you do every day because if you did, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch would have kicked the crap out of you and it put worse for you. You probably would have wound up in the hospital. Hmm. Or better yet, dig your own grave. <laughs> yeah. But you made a big mistake. I'm sure that that arena and possibly WWE is probably going to ban this fellow from coming back to any more events. Probably as a result of this. And John said, "That's what. That's what. Of course, <coughs> and that's what every fan did. And you say you did it for 
Roman Reigns, of course, Rikishi and The Rock. Okay. Roman Rikishi and The Rock would laugh would laugh would would, would laugh at you for this. Ladies and gentlemen, these are coming. This is all this is coming from John. This, these are not, not my words. John's saying John's also saying they would straight up laugh if you had said that. Of course, we heard that a little preview of SmackDown that Roman's supposed to be gloating in Greensboro um, this Friday night, of course, for, of course, winning his match against Big E this past Sunday. So They would straight up laugh at you if you had said that, and they would probably beat your butt. But I'm sure when you, of course, got in prison, you probably had your butt kicked. uh last night okay john by the way for if you do a podcast friday night i got a good title for you even though that the show hasn't happened yet and based upon what her heard is some of the the face bloating in greensboro you can put you can put that down as a potential title for your podcast if you wish but that's your that's your that's that's your opinion that's your thoughts about what you want to do and john says john hopes that that this guy's mother and father were watching too because he because john said he's sure that they would not be too happy with you either i wouldn't think this guy's parents would probably been to wrestling but you never know but that said raw was still a little crappy but john said he's speaking his mind no one actually goes after the wwe superstars like that even in AEW or, of course, or an Impact or on NXT. I mean, John, well put. We've said that many, many times. I know you have said it. I'm not for Justin and JD, and I've even heard Michelle even say it on these shows many, many times. One of the last few times, of course, I've actually happened. Because, because John says if you if if you did if you if you do if you do so, you'll be you'll be kicked out of the spot. And John said he is, and he is, of course, done. So, so John, thank you very much there. Great, great discussion there indeed. Uh, that could have been possibly most of the, the highlight. I, and John's pretty much said it all. John, and I thank you very much there. That may have been, of course, probably one of the biggest highlights of the show was when this fan tried to come out and attack Seth Rollins. John also said because of what because what this punk did was asinine and stupid. Well, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree that no fans should get involved. It should get involved here, of course. Here, I mean, one of the first few times I ever saw it happen, of course, was at WrestleMania three, when of course a fan came when when a fan came into Roddy Roddy Piper after he had beaten Adrian Adonis. And of course, he was subdued. Right after you could actually see it in the background when Roddy Piper was leaving. Uh, and obviously, of course, he was uh, he was actually, of course, he was actually, of course, arrested. I heard sometime afterwards. So, but John, thank you very well, John. John, like I said, when you see Roddy, if you ever find that match, I mean, even. Even JD, of course, I'm sure JD can even probably confirm what I'm saying. That they actually what they did was after Roddy Piper celebrated, a young man came into the ring and jumped around here 
and actually, you know, gave Roddy Piper a high five. Then they pulled the cameras back, and and they had security come out there and and subdued this guy. And then Roddy Piper left the ring. And I think others, including the late Penn Southers, were escorted them away from the ring. And what happened was was that they saw five, four or five of these guys pinned this young man down. And I think they were about to ready to uh, to carry him off. I think they were waiting for Piper to leave, and then I, I then I guess they carried him off. So yeah, but they they had to cut in order to do that. So, but yeah, but but um, <clears throat> we'll have to find that and show you that sometime, John. We'll do what we can to find that for you. <clears throat> but thank you for your thoughts about Monday Night Raw last night here, uh, John. Thank you very much. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a little bit of a, a breather here, rest the old voice here a little bit, because I know that the Iceman has got a few things to get off his chest about, of course, not only about what happened last night on Raw, but, of course, also a few other little things, of course, that I'm, that I'm sure that he has discovered here today. Um, some stuff probably off. I've read picture, but then I'll let that stuff off his chest. So I'm going to step back here and chill and relax for just a few minutes. Let's go ahead and turn it right over here to J.D., let him get his get some other thoughts and of course about anything else that's going on. JD, please go ahead. All right. Monday's Raw television show averaged one point six nine nine or almost one point seven million viewers, up from one point five eight and a half the week before. They delivered a point four nine in the eighteen to four nine demo up from last week's point four two rating. The Monday night game, however, mind you, saw Tampa Bay, of course, beat the Giants thirty one to ten. They delivered ten point three four million viewers for the night. Hour 1, of course, did 1.80. Hour 2 did 1.73 and a half. The final hour did 1.55. The three hours of the night finished 6, 7, and 9, respectively, in the 1849 demo in the cable rating. It was a year ago, however, Raw delivered 1.80 million viewers. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, the first four of the college football playoffs continue to be very interesting, if you will, however. That being said, of course, earlier tonight, however, it became apparent, however, that the Bearcats joined Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama in the top four rankings, as far as that goes. Meanwhile, Penn State head coach James Franklin, however, has agreed to a new 10-year contract that will pay him $7.5 million per year. The school announced the extension this afternoon, however, as the school made a long-term commitment to keep Franklin in State College. Sandy Barber said in a statement, the athletic director of Penn State earlier tonight, the following comments, however. We are excited to have Coach Franklin lead our football program for a long time. We will continue our collective efforts to constantly improve in all aspects of our program. We have also made and will continue to make significant investment in our football program because we believe we have a very bright future under James. With this deal, we are signaling a sustained commitment to bringing one of the premier programs, help being one of the premier programs in the history of college football. Under the new contract, he will make $7.5 through base salary, supplemental pay, and an annual retention bonus, if you will, however. Franklin will also receive an annual loan of $1 million for a life insurance policy through the entirety of his contract. He will also have a built-in sentence throughout to additional, additional, sorry about that, additional income, including $350,000 for winning the Big Ten Championship game, $400,000 making the college football playoff, and $800,000 for winning a national championship. His buyout will start at $12 million prior to April 1st of next year. It will reduce to $8 million through the end of next year, $6 million in 2023, $2 million in 2024 and 2025, and $1 million from calendar year 2026 to 30. 
2030. Franklin is 67-32 as Penn State State coach won the Big Ten Conference Championship in 2016 when the team went 10-2 and beat Wisconsin for, for the conference title. Meanwhile, however, some sad news to report in Pittsburgh today, however, if you will. Former baseball player Bill Verdon, of course, ladies and gentlemen, who played, of course, 13 years in the big leagues, however, with the St. Louis Cardinals and the Pirates, and was also a manager of the Pirates, the Yankees, the Astros, and the Expos, and was the Gold Glove winner in 1962, as well as Rookie of the Year 1955, who finished his career by 267 with 91 home runs, 502 runs batted in, however, if you will, and had a managerial record of 51%, 995, and 921, however, born in Hazel Park, Michigan, of course, in June of 1931, just outside of Detroit, however, if you will, passed away today at the age of 90 in his hometown in Springfield, Missouri, however. Burden was a one-of-a-kind uh, manager, if you will, as we said, however, and of course played his big league career, however, for a year and a half with St. Louis and then for 12 years with Pittsburgh, if you will. Quite a unique fellow, however, to say the least, however, as he also managed the Houston Astros, if Sorry, you will. And, of course, led the team third in the National League West twice, uh, second in the National League West, and first overall in 1980. In 1983 and 84, however, he finished his uh, managerial career. He was fired, of course, however, with three weeks to go in the 1984 campaign and finished the season after managing 1916 games, however, with a winning percentage of 52%. Overall, however, in the postseason, his postseason record was nothing good, however, winning only 6 of 15. However, in the regular season, he only finished 50% above average. Our thoughts and prayers with Verdon's friends, family, and former teammates, as well as his fellow colleagues, however, that he has made friends with over the years. Thank you. Thank you, of course. Thank you very much here, of course, here, uh, J.D. Uh, <clears throat> now, sir, um, I'm sure, like you said, obviously you do have, of course, some, uh, some, uh, some, of course, uh, uh, personal thoughts here to share about what happened, of course, last night on Raw. Did anything in particular oh, kind of stand? Oh yes, oh yes. I'm gonna have a, quite a bit to say, and I will warn everyone. I'm not gonna bite my tongue when I say this. First off, let me say what happened last night was complete and utter boring, bland and bullshit. Of course, we saw the first match of the night, of course, Matt Riddle mock Randy Orton with a man, with his goatee, if you will, however, and his unique style, if you will, defeating the Dirty Dogs of, of course, Dolph Ziggler, if you will, however, if you will, however, let's just say, and the glorious Robert Ruder, big, big shot Bob, I'm sorry, no one is buying into Bobby Roode and Dolph the Dickhead anymore. They're just not. This was okay, and it is what it is. Then we saw what happened with Rollins and Bauer, and of course, once again, the sleazeball, slimebag, shithead, scummy Seth Rollins found a way to politic his way into that whole ordeal. Now, before we continue on, we do have an update on the War Games card, and here are the matches right now. It will be Hare versus Harris. Cameron Grimes will take on Duke Hudson. Roderick Strong will take on Joe Gacy in the Cruiserweight title. Toxic Attraction, Dakota Kai will take on Eos Rai, Cora Jade, Raquel Gonzalez, and Kay Lee Ray. And in the men's war game match will be Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, maybe his last match ever with NXT. Pete Dunne and LA Knight will take on Braun Breaker, Carmelo Trick Hayes, Tony D'Angelo, and Grayson Waller. War Games, of course, is coming up two weeks from Saturday, if you will. 
ladies and gentlemen, on Peacock, if you will. So there you go. Um, as far as uh, anything else, yeah, uh, the whole mystery egg thing was stupid beyond words, and I don't know if we had to have ass clown Angel Garza, or not Angel Garza, ass clown and asshole Austin Theory get a shot against Big E. That was bullshit, if you ask me. I thought that was absolutely stupid. Beyond words, of course. But it was actually the only match that really was okay in a way. I'm going to call it okay. Uh, speaking of bitches, how, let's talk again about bully bitch boy Bobby Lashley, who had his little Muppet boy, Moron Maggot, MVP, however, find a way to run down the Mysterios in the entire Mysterio family, including Ray's wife, Angie, saying that basically she would uh, console Ray and Dom after they end up getting beat by the Almighty himself, and that she should give MVP and Bobby a call after what Bobby does to both Ray and Dominic. Yeah, let's have MVP continue to basically blow Bobby Lashley's balls, however, and suck his ass, however, like he has been for the last year or so, how by becoming a little bitch. Here's a little message for MVP. Shut the F up, okay? Seriously. You're a stupid little pissant. You're a little maggot is what you are, however. And when you wrestle, however, you could hardly even wrestle anymore. Why? Because you always have to come around wearing those cheap suits, however, and sunglasses, as well as your little pimp cane, however, if you will, thinking you're all badass. Well, guess what? The reason why you think you're all badass is because Bobby Lashley's been sucking your balls for the past year and tickling your ass, however, at the same time, however, by being your little bitch boy over the past year. So here's the thing, MVP. Shut the F up, okay? Seriously, shut the F up. Before we continue on, I did hear something else that apparently Kenny Omega has now vacated the AAA Mega Championship. He was supposed to fight two weeks from Saturday. That is not going to be the case now, apparently. Meanwhile, Har, let's talk about some other shit that went down last night that really kind of irked me last night. The Bianca Belair, Tamina, Dewdrop thing, along with Natty and uh, that, was blah at best. I don't know why Bianca Belair continues to think that she's the roughest, the toughest, the best, the quickest, the fastest, yada, yada, yada. Okay, we get it, Bianca. We know you're all those things, okay? But here's the thing, okay? Guess what, Har? You're becoming more and more annoying every week with this shtick. Seriously. Speaking of annoying, Har, we then go to the Street Profits, Har, taking on Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins with Angelo and his Colossus, if you will. The overrated ogre, somewhat overhyped Omos. This was absolutely stupid beyond words, however, and this was just a total waste of time. And what did they bring out to basically counteract uh, AJ Styles and almost this week after bringing pizza to the ring the night before, which was absolutely totally idiotic? Oh, yeah, let's bring a fire extinguisher. What is this, 1998, 1999 Vince Russo booking? We're going back to this sort of comedy shit. Speaking of shit, however, let's take a look at the women's tag team titles, shall we? Ricky, the uh, Miss Brutality herself, however, the somewhat very gothic Rhea Ripley and her best, well, her teammate and somewhat close friend, if you will, the superhero in training, Nikki Ash, if you will, taking on, of course, the little Jennifer Lopez, Queen Hobbit herself, however, the short little shit herself, 
did herself. Mrs. Alistair Black, if you'll, Selena Vega, should I say, the uh, little uh, hobbit, as I like to call her, her, and her bestie, however, and her little sidekick, if you will, Mrs. Corey Graves herself, the everlasting uh, Marsha Brady wannabe, Carmella the Cunt. And what happens? Oh, yeah. Tell us, Selena. Tell us, Carmella. How much ass did you kiss with Bruce and Vince, however, and also suck laryngitis' balls last night to get the women's tag team pals handed to you on a silver platter? Why don't you tell us how much uh, ass-kissing you had to do by basically screwing Rhea Ripley and Nikki out of the titles? I'm sure you're real happy about that, however, after you basically tickled their asses, however, by getting what you wanted last night and stealing the tag team titles in the process, however. I'm sure that really went well with a lot of people. Speaking of going well with a lot of people, would somebody please end the 24-7 hijinks? I mean, seriously. This is becoming more and more absolutely boring, and not only, well, I wouldn't say boring, this is becoming more and more idiotic by the week. I mean, we see Reggie take on Cedric Alexander for the 24-7 title, however. We see Cedric Alexander win a quick match, however, in less than a minute and a half, and just when we thought we were going to see how some hijinks ensue, however, we kind of did in a way, but not in the form of Corey Graves and, of course, Byron Saxon, thankfully. Instead, once again, we have the 24-7 C-level suck squad talent guys, like Cedric, like Akira Tozawa, R-Truth, however, and the rest of the entire uh, guys, however, come down to the ring, Tozawa, R-Truth, however, uh, Sheldon Benjamin, however, all these guys, however, come down. But what happens? Oh, yeah, we have Catering 2.0 show up, however, and find a way to basically screw everyone out of their opportunity, however. Who am I talking about? Oh, yeah, little uh, Miss Catering herself, if you will, the somewhat overhyped, overblown, however, damaging Dana Brooke. Oh, goody. Just like Bruce Howard, just like uh, Carmel and Selena, and like also Bobby Lashley. Tell us, Dana, how much butt did you have to kiss Howard to get your first ever title handed to you, Howard, in the WWE? Did you find a way to basically get on your hands and knees and blow Vince's grapefruits before the match last night? Did you find a way to tickle his ass for him also when Bruce and Vince, when, I shouldn't say Bruce and Vince, when Bruce and Laryngitis already had tickled his ass for him earlier in the day? You decided to give another hand job, however, to uh, Vince uh, by showing uh, that you're worthy of that? Give me a fucking break. Then we go to Damian Priest and Sami Zayn when it was supposed to be Damian Priest and Apollo Crews for the US title, and this was Okay, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was eh, kind of there. But again, Sami Zayn continues to be the most annoying person in the comp, one of the most annoying people in wrestling right now. And here's the thing about Sami. Sami, here's a message for you, buddy. Why don't you take a razor? Why don't you shave that stupid beard and uh, learn how to cut your hair? And let alone while you're at it, why don't you learn how to take a bath or even a shower? Seriously, you smell, you reek, you're absolutely horrendous. And you've been that way for quite some time, my friend. So guy looks like Seth just take, So, Yeah, so I was just going to say, he looks like Seth Rogen. You're exactly right, Justin. You're exactly right. So, uh, again, Sammy, just a little friendly advice, my friend. Why don't you learn how to basically how to bathe yourself again? Seriously. You're totally horrendous beyond words. But yeah, all told, I was not very impressed with this show. I thought that this show was absolutely lackluster in every sense of the word. However, it was boring beyond extreme. I'm waiting to see what the final numbers show. We already know what the viewership is, however. But now the question is, what is the number exactly going to be like, however, when they be announced later this week, if they do announce it? 
Well, we'll have to wait and see. But overall, I was not impressed with this show. I thought that this show could have been a lot better. Still, that being said, I thought it could have been a little bit better. So, that being said, that's what I thought of the show overall. Okay. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you very much here, of course, here, J.D. Uh, Justin, did you have any small thoughts about what happened last night on Raw? I saw, uh, um, um, I'm a, um, um, I saw Becky Lynch backstage and, um, she was, um, saying to Liv Morgan, you're going to cry, you're going to cry and Liv Morgan slapped her for it. You know, I, I think in my opinion, um, I don't I don't blame Becky for being butthurt over the fact that um uh see I know JD JD might agree um you chat um I don't blame I don't really don't blame I don't blame Becky Becky Lynch at all. I mean I don't blame um I don't blame Becky Lynch for being butthurt. Over the fact that she got a beating backstage from Wire Squad from the November twenty first, two thousand seventeen edition of SmackDown, that's why last night she, um, that's why Becky brought up Ruby and lived to Sarah's face, and um, and um, I don't think the the um the show, I mean, WWE, I mean, Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and Kevin Dunn never are never gonna make. Gonna make make uh, Liv Morgan next Robin with Shane because this man all wants it all to be about the force for horsewomen, people like Charlotte, people like Sasha Banks, people like Bailey, people like Becky Lynch. I mean, I, I like Becky Lynch. She's she, she, she's still my favorite wrestling, though. So, but WWE, but they're treating Liv Morgan like shit. <clears throat> well, y'all got put also put this in perspective. Justin made a valid point here. Is what it, they're thinking? They're going after the superstars that would possibly make make the w, that would be all, all the big the big time big timers in WWE. And you know what? Oh, another thing. Yeah. You know, no, another thing, Chad. Um, mm-hmm. I think I I think the WWE I think WWE's anti-bullying campaign is a joke because we saw um Becky bull bull bully um Liv Morgan because she said, "Are you gonna cry, Liv? Are you gonna cry?" And then live more and slapped her for it. Right. Well, what I'm saying, well, what I was going to, what I was saying is that is that you made a point that that they're probably not going to make any, anybody anybody else, you know, like I said, for any other of the female competitors, the the uh, of course Raw Women's Champion here, because they know that they're going after the ones that could probably make them the most money. I'm sure you've heard of the term cash cows. That's pretty much probably what they're thinking of a lot of these superstars. That's probably that's probably making WWE a little bit more profitable, and I'm sure that's the case with obviously Charlotte, the SmackDown Women's Champion, with Becky, the Women's Champion, and I'm sure that's possibly the case with Roman Reigns being the Universal Champion for as long as he's been that been that, which of course he shouldn't be to begin with. Uh, but my own personal point of view, of course, JD made a very valid point about the situation involving the raw tag women's tag or well, the raw i'm sorry the wwe women's uh tag team titles there you go i'll say it in a minute and i actually overheard him saying i think he, he was 
watching this match. He called me this last night. That, in my personal point of view, is that they're robbing potential superstars, you know, from 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 like I said, from either regaining, or like I said, be given being given another opportunity. Of course, that these belts and all that goes, they want to place them on somebody that they believe would actually bring them a little bit more, a little bit more uh, decency and respect. And for some odd reason, they're going after being portrayed as the heels right now. Now, granted, like I said, with respect, of course, to our own King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, which, of course, as you know, he is a high, is a big-time fan of the wrestling heels. J.D. and I and John know this to be true. He's always been a fan of the wrestling heels. Like I said, and, and with all respect to GTS, all I got to say about that is, is that the thing is, that's going to, that, that's going to fire on the big execs here sometime here down the road. They're going to have to, of course, like I said, sooner or later, give these superstars a, you know, give these other superstars another opportunity here if they want to if they want to continue to keep them employed. Of course, they'll, they'll just pretty much simply end up like all these others, Superstars, what's been happening to them over the course of the last few months, which as JD and, and JD and even myself has mentioned on numerous occasions, over the last months has been almost like 20 or 30 of them that have been released, with the bulk of them, of course, happening not too long ago. So, like I said, certain, somewhere down the line here, you know, if they, if they, did, if they could, of course, continue to do that, Vince is not going to have anybody here to lean on, and his whole company is going to plop. To, is going is going is going to flop harder than a pancake being tossed in the air, and of course Vince McMahon's brain is becoming like a pancake. It's old and it's flat. So, <clears throat> so there you go. Uh, one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode one thousand seventy one of WCW US Revolution. This is uh, towards ten forty p.m. Eastern Standard Time here. This is Tuesday. November 23rd, 2021. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, alongside the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, joining us here tonight. Coming up here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, portion of our revolution has been brought to you by Mr. Chad Hinshaw. Chad Hinshaw, the name you know. That reminds me of that Eddie Murphy movie, uh, Distinguished Gentleman, Jeff Johnson, when he, when he said Jeff, when Eddie Murphy said Jeff Johnson, name you know. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. In fact, hold on a second. Talking about here, this is what you were talking about. Yep, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. 
Ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. Apparently, I must have had an internet glitch, uh, but um, I'm back on here now. Uh, as I was saying, of course, 141-387-pound, of course, tomorrow night at 6.30 for uh, WCWS Outside the Ropes. I'll be bringing you, of course, the latest pop culture stories for 11 Mania. Also bring you, of course, tomorrow's pop culture history and birthdays and some wrestling news tidbits to get you ready for tomorrow night's edition of Revolution. Be sure to listen in tomorrow evening at 6.30 for WCWUS Outside the Ropes. Speaking of Revolution tomorrow night, episode 1072 of, of, of course, Revolution tomorrow night, news and news, history, and birthdays, our thoughts and opinions about what happened tonight on NXT, some results in reports for AEW Dynamite, uh, and also, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about uh, some matches that we're like to do a part two of our discussion of some of the matches that took place this past Sunday at Survivor Series, plus an update on some of our, of course, uh, matches stemming from our Survivor Series prediction title challenge. Be sure to, of course, chime in on all that. 1072 of Revolution coming up here tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. All part of the radio network right here on TalkShoe. Now, speaking of, of course, talking about some of the matches here from Survivor Series, let's go ahead and go ahead and proceed with that, of course, here. Uh, let's, of course, we'll go to, uh, obviously, we'll go, of course, to uh, uh, J.D., John, and Justin here, of course, to get their takes here. As the matches we will talk about here, uh, talk about here tonight will be, um, like I said, let me see. Uh, let's see, did, 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 did a second here. Uh, uh, we'll talk about, like, three of the matches here tonight, and we'll talk about the We'll talk about the the uh, the champion versus champion matches tomorrow night, of course, on Revolution. But the matches we'll talk about here tonight, of course, we'll start with JD here, as this was actually the longest match of the of the whole show, uh, 29 minutes and 56 seconds, as we saw Team Raw, consists Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley, get by Team SmackDown, who's of course Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy. Uh, King Xavier Woods, Douchebag Corbin, and, of course, Sheamus. Uh, J.D., your thoughts about uh, the men's Survivor Series match from Sunday? Yeah, and, of course, Rollins had to be the lone little twerp, however, who basically had to uh, take all the credit in the world, saying he was the one that basically should have been the one 
that was the source of our, if you ask me, it should have been Finn. But once again, and leave it to Vaughn to play politics with the office and continue to just basically crap all over the rest of his teammates. Uh, the surprise here was, uh, obviously, who, uh, like I said, who basically uh, survived this hour. Because we thought originally it was going to be, thought it was going to be something like, uh, apparently it was going to be something like, uh, like I said, Finn Balor, possibly Kevin Owens, but of course KO walked out on his team about 60 seconds into the match. Now, whether or not that was legit or not, that remains to be seen. Some people said that was actually legit because I think he was tired of big time BS that was going on, however. And uh, who can blame for being, uh, like I said, uh, the way he felt, however. And like I said, he was definitely uh, not very, uh, like I said, uh, happy about all the crap that went down. But uh, this went on way too long, however. It was okay, but I didn't think it was all that great. Okay. Justin, your thoughts about the men's Survivor Series match that took place Sunday? I want to smack down and win, but uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't blame Kevin Owens for walking out, walking out, and um, and um, I mean, Seth Rollins, man, I mean. He, he won't he won't be having the last laugh. There you go. Okay. Uh John, your thoughts here about what happened the the men's Survivor Series match that took place on Sunday. And John is actually agreeing with Justin's assessment, of course, of, of that uh of that match there. Okay. Our next one here is the um let's see. Actually, let's go to the women's Survivor Series elimination match. As we saw, team once again, Team Raw, this time consisting of Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and and unfortunately, the new women's Raw tag team champions, Carmella and Queen Douchebag, um, defeat Team SmackDown, who is, of course, uh, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Tony Storm. Uh, 23.45, I think that was the second highest uh second longest uh match of the night jd your thoughts about the women's survivor series match yeah i mean there was tension obviously with team smackdown with shotzi and sasha you knew that was coming but once again bianca and her team came out with the win unfortunately we didn't need to have queen hobbit however and queen clown uh let's just say uh runt and you know going ct and you can fill in the blanks where i'm going with this clean blank 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 t uh this is just i mean once again showing arrogance in every sense of the word it is what it is but i was not impressed with this match at all this one i the second longest match tonight and i kind of goes off during this match surprisingly i've just i wasn't really entertained going into this match and i gotta say after the match i wasn't even more entertained and i'll be right back okay jd thank you very much justin your thoughts about the women's survivor series match That was all right. Um, that was really all right. Um, Bianca Belair pulled it off, but um, and um, I expect I expect expect uh, team Raw the women's team um Raw for the women was was going to win. That was that was all right. 
Okay. All right. John said, John, of course, saying right here, this was a good, uh, this was, in fact, a good women's match. Okay, John, thank you very much. Uh, let's see. I believe the sound of JD has returned or not. Uh, JD, are you back with us? Um, we'll come back to him in just a moment. But uh, the third match we're going to talk about here tonight is one that, of course, this past Friday. On SmackDown, of course, it was to commemorate the 25, 25th uh, anniversary of the day of the debut of, of course, The Rock. Of course, new known as Rocky Maivia. Uh, of course, that Survivor Series in 1996 by having a 25-man dual branded battle royal i can go ahead and tell you those who are the, the the ones that did of course take uh that did uh take part in this it was shelton benjamin umberto r-truth otis t-bar cedric alexander chad gable eric ivar jinder mahal angel shanky mansoor robert rude dolph ziggler sammy Zayn, commander aziz AJ Styles, Apollo Crews, Cesaro, Angelo Dawkins, and Montez Ford. Now, in 10 minutes and 45 seconds, we saw almost, of course, who did hold the tag titles with AJ Styles for a while. Uh, won about the last eliminating uh, Ricochet. So, uh, let me see if JD let's see if JD's back with us. JD, are you back with us? Okay, he's not back yet. Uh, Justin, what was your take about almost winning the Rocks 25th anniversary battle royal? Morning. Friends. Okay. Okay. Uh, John, your thoughts here about the. Uh, about almost winning the uh, uh, Battle Royal and to commemorate the Rock's 25th anniversary of the of his debut at Survivor Series. I'm back. Okay, thank you very much, JD. I'll back to you just one second. You'll be the last one to comment on this one here. Uh, John says he told everybody that almost was going to dominate and dominate. He definitely did. Um, <clears throat> uh, JD, of course, obviously, we're talking about the branded Battle Royal that was uh, done to commemorate the 25th anniversary of The Rock's debut at Survivor Series in 1996. Almost, of course, eliminated Ricochet to win that. What was your personal thoughts about this? No surprise on who won, however, in all honesty. I mean, basically, Omos, the overrated ogre, overhyped, overblown. I mean, it's just, it is what it is, but again, I just, again, this was, I mean, probably the, out of all the matches, uh, this was the worst match of the night, hands down. It wasn't entertaining. Did I like it? No. Was I excited about it? No. Could have been avoided, put on the pre-show? Yes. Did they do it? No. Just shows you what they were thinking of. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it just it was not really all that and then some. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank on you that very note, much. I'm going to get rolling here. I will be a little late, maybe tomorrow. You never know. So I'll let you know what's going on. Okay, JD. Thank you very much. Okay, take it easy, JD. Appreciate have a good night, JD. Okay. We'll talk about you here tomorrow, sir. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Jared Drama, leaving us here for the night. We do thank him, of course, for coming here. 
Stevie. Uh, and tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk about the champion versus champions matches from uh, from Survivor Series as well. And I'm sure we'll all have a lot to say about some of these some of these bouts here, of course, here indeed. Uh, also, here, let us go ahead here, folks. Let's go ahead here and bring you. Mm, not that. Sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, sorry about that. I couldn't. Uh, this. Uh, that's what you call, ladies and gentlemen, trapped gas. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, speaking of which, just a just a group highlight tonight. Uh, the group called the Gaseous Affair, of course, that Justin, I'm sure, is getting all the clothespins ready to go if you ever want to go visit that group. Uh, but I uh, will go ahead and let you know here that I did add several old, several more videos there today, earlier today. So if you get an opportunity to go on there and check it out, uh, I'm sure, Justin, there might be something on there you might actually get a, you might actually have a laugh about. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that's up to you. So you just whenever anyone has an opportunity, they can go, of course, and check that out. Uh, let's go through a couple of matches here. First off, ladies and gentlemen, the, the match for the WWE Classic Championship, of course, of course, JD, uh, obviously taking on uh, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. So far here, ladies and gentlemen, I can still point out that Justin is still leading that right now with a three to one vote. So. Uh, Justin, you're doing pretty good here so far, but we still have plenty of time, of course, until, of course, Friday, whenever we do announce the official announced the winners. Uh, the AWS Full Gear Championship, of course, between, uh, between, of course, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the Ace of Spades, Jordan Stoklas. Currently, as of right now, Jordan is leading MLD right now, three votes to one here, of course, in this. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, the uh, match here, of course, uh, between for the AWS World Tag Team titles, of course, that we did post here uh, over the weekend here with John and you, Justin, defending the team of Shell and Ann. Uh, currently, as of right now, uh, I don't think there's been a whole lot of movement, of course, of course, here in that. Uh, right now, John, you, and Justin are currently leading uh, Michelle and Ann right now, uh, three Three votes to one here, of course, here in this. <clears throat> now, I will go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, that to just a little while ago, I did post, of course, the three matches that were made during title challenge. You can, of course, go on there right now if you'd like to go ahead and get, get your votes in here for that. Uh, <clears throat> as, of course, as you know, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, um, in NJPW US uh, Power Struggle Championship with Antonio Gutierrez defending against Ace of Space Jordan Stoklas, the WCW US Generation Championship as the Human Super Genres taking on the King Club's Mitt Patel, and the WCW US Red Arrow Championship with Justin Carter defending against Megan Holland. So you can, of course, definitely check that out here, of course, here as well. <clears throat> and, of course, I'm sure. That's uh, that. Speaking of, of course, at this Survivor Series prediction title challenge, that Sandy Hardy, Justin Carter, of course, also John, Justin, as well as William Banks, and also 
So JD, I'm sure have may have maybe a challenger or in mind, of course, to defend their new belts against at some point. But when we do hear, when we do hear, of course, officially from uh, <clears throat> from from them, of course, I will keep you informed about when they decide to go and do that. Uh, John, we do thank you very much here as well. The human suplex machine, John Gross, of course, also now leaving us for the night. He'll be, we'll hear from him, of course, here as well tomorrow night, of course, on episode number 1072, of course, of Revolution. Now, speaking of the radio network here, folks, I did make this point clear, of course, on, I did make this point on WCWS Raw Radio yesterday. Um, and, uh, and I think, I think it was Justin that actually, Give me a very nice compliment, of course, here about that. With, of course, Thursday being, of course, the Thanksgiving holiday. And, of course, it is a time, of course, during, during the, one of the most biggest times, of course, in, uh, in, in, in our world's history, of course, going on here right now. The one thing that we, of course, all definitely need to be thankful for is that is obviously, of course, our loved ones here and everything. And it's not very can we get a chance to see a whole lot of our loved ones here indeed so ladies and gentlemen i i am taking even though this is maybe small and compared to of course uh a lot of to to that uh um to, to all that of course here but what i have officially decided on doing here ladies and gentlemen is is of course <clears throat> um be be of course a uh a true sport about this. What we are going to do here, ladies and gentlemen, and of course I'll have to try to reach and try to get a hold of Shaq at some point and let him know about this. But we are going to give back give the WCWS radio network a little bit of a rest here on Thanksgiving Day. And what that what I mean by that here, ladies and gentlemen, is that to this week's episodes of WCWS Wrestling Debate and also uh um, that uh, NWO Wolfpack, of course, will be, of course, taking a week off. So, uh, so that way, all of our guys and gals here can take, of course, a little bit of time, what the time to spend, of course, with their with their loved ones here, and <clears throat> show, like I said, that you know that is the true meaning, of course, of Thanksgiving. As we give things, of course, that we still have. The opportunity, of course, to be around, to be with our ones that we love and care about very, very much. So, um, <clears throat> and of course, like I said, I know in the past I have not done that too often, but given the nature of this big situation that we've all found ourselves in over the past year, I've actually kind of had a, been kind of humming a different tune, as they always say. So, ladies and gentlemen, starting like I said, this Thursday here, we're going to take a little bit of a breather here, and uh, we'll, and of course, I mean, we'll have outside the ropes and revolution tomorrow night, and then we will turn right around and go back and do. Um, I don't know if if they did sports machine, uh, if they'll do it tomorrow or not. I'm not sure about what their status is going to be as far as that is concerned, uh, but. Uh, but I will go ahead and I will go ahead, of course, and point out the fact. Uh, I will go ahead and, of course, point 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 out point out the fact here that uh, we will have, of course, programming, of course, to, uh, tomorrow. Of course, with outside. At least I know without outside of 
Sports Revolution. I will do sports the, a special edition of Sports Machine tomorrow or not. Um, but I mean, that's going to be pretty much. I'm sure JD will probably be in talks with Mint about that. Uh, <clears throat> but I will go in. But, but, but Thursday, we will take that time off. Of course, like I said, I will. If they if Shaq decides to do um, wrestling debate, maybe that's his call to make. I will, will of course, him about it. But I'm. But like I said, as far as of course our normal Thursday Thursday evening program, and I'm just giving everybody a little bit of a breather here for the thing because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, obviously, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, um, there'll be some thought as to what I will do as far as Christmas is concerned, with the fact that it actually is going to run on a Saturday. But, but I will keep everybody, of course, surprised of all that whenever time is right on. It. So in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as always, before we end tonight's edition, of course, of Revolution, it would not be complete, of course, if we did not hear from one more man here tonight. And as, of course, the big man right here, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, <clears throat> who, of course, actually was actually, uh, and don't take this the wrong way, Justin, but we heard that he was actually practicing to be a male stripper because he was doing a lot of dance. What? <laughs> <laughs> in a while, Justin. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but of course, here, uh, uh, Justin here, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, is going to, is, of course, uh, every single, every single uh, day here, he had, brings our daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report, of course, <clears throat> the wrestling portion of WWUS Fan Empire. And the pop culture version on WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade. With that being said, here let's see what just see what Justin has to provide for our second take of the wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for today, November the twenty third. Justin, please go ahead and take it away. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. Today is a happy. I know um, John already mentioned today's a happy 27th birthday to uh, WWE Leah and um, gets his tree getting treated like crap. Yes. Mm -hmm. Happy 29th birthday to Larry Miranda Jr., Mexican wrestler. I know, and uh, John already mentioned uh, happy 34th birthday to Snooki. She's very sexy. I love Snooky. Boy, yeah, and she and she was she was at WrestleMania twenty. WrestleMania, what's it called? WrestleMania twenty. I think it was uh, Trish Stress. I could tell you in a minute. Let me uh, give me a minute. I can. I can. Uh, well, twenty-seven. That's what. I Thank you. Let me double check on that and all. Sorry about that. I may have to let me let me, let me do one thing and I'll double check that for you. You just go on ahead and I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was at WrestleMania tw uh, with uh, tr um, she was partners with Trish Stratus and John Morrison. 
against um Lake Cool against Lake Cool and Vicky Guerrero. The happy 39th birthday to Michael Weber. Fair no one's reading Mike Rain. Today is a is also a happy 42nd birthday to Taylor and Kendrick. Fair known by renaming. I hit the wrong things. Sorry, boy. She's a retired Taylor and Kendrick. Taylor Kendrick. She's a retired um, pro wrestler who competed in North American independent independent promotions, including Ohio Valley Wrestling, the developmental territory of World Wrestling Entertainment, world's worst entertainment, I should say. She is best known, however, as a contestant on MTV's Tough Enough in 2001, making it to the finals before losing it out to Nadi Gennard. Today's a happy 45th birthday to Koei Suwama, Japanese pro wrestler, very known but simply as Suwama. Today's a happy 46th birthday to El El Gigito, Mexican luchador. And today's a happy 40. I know John mentioned today's a happy 47th birthday to. Moving to Guerrero. That's correct, yes. Uh, Justin, by the way, you were right. It was WrestleMania 27 that Snooki appeared in. And today's a happy 50th birthday to a Japanese pro wrestler currently competing as a freelancer. Uh, Toshiro Kurita. Today's a happy... yeah, John. Yeah, John. Yeah. Um. Today's also happy. Today's also a happy seventy third, seventy third birthday to Gory to see me, Japanese wrestler, and um. John and oh, you know, um, his name in in what John mentioned his person, Gene. His name is Gene Kanitsky. Um, John mentioned Chad, Gene Kanitsky. Right, and I thought that's what he meant to say. I don't know, he accidentally said Greg, but I figured it was Gene. So, yeah. So. And here are some today's wrestling history today. Uh, 50 years ago today, in, in from AWA in Rochester, Minnesota, Bob Giegel and Otto Von Krupp defeated Dale Lewis and Pat Kennedy to win the, to win a, the AWA tag team titles. Billy Stafford and Nett Palmer defeated Jessica Rogers and Mars Monroe. George Armstrong defeated Jules Lawrence. Referee was Bill Casito. Sisto. Reported attendance is 1,400. 60 years ago today in Minneapolis and from promoted by AWA, Bill, Mr. M defeated Hardball Haggerty in a death match. 111, it was 11 and 22 minutes. Haggerty didn't respond after one minute from M. Sleeper. Paul Krasner defeated um, Maurice LaPointe. Dex McKenzie defeated Juan Hernandez. Lil Beaver and Bernie Burke defeated Fuzzy Cupid and Irish Jackie. Tony Belligeron defeated Frank Marconi. Poor attendance was 6,389. 
50 years ago today. In Mulling, Illinois, at the Wharton Fieldhouse, Crusher beat Ray Stevens. Larry Dexheen beat Don Morocco, the magnif Magnificent. Bull Belinsky beat Treach Phillips. Ivan Koff beat Bobby Heenan, can't wrestle. Bill Howard beat Jack Bentz. 50 years ago today, I don't know who won this match, Red Bastion versus Nick Bollinkle from AWA in Minot, North Dakota. 50 years ago today in Dallas, Texas, from Worldwide World Class Championship Wrestling, Chris Von Eric beat Thunderbolt Patterson in a cage match. Not so gen gentle Ben, the wrestling bear, beat Bronco Lubich in Sundown in Sundown Kid. Giant Valentine and Spoiler Drew Dean Ho and Jose Lothario. Mill Maskers beat Toru Tanaka. Buddy Wolf beat Joe Dusek. Bronco Lubich beat Sabu Singh. Fifty years ago today from Georgia Championship Wrestling. Alex Medina and Kubu Khan and Joe Turco in the champ. Gary Oates versus the Red Demon. Bill White versus George Scott. Making tag team match Bill Drummo and Bullabar Armstrong versus Flash Monroe and Oki Sheena for the title. Big John, Big Cut Buddy Colt versus Big John. 40 years ago today in Fort Worth, Texas, World Class Championship Wrestling. David and Kerry Von Eric beat Frank Dusick and Bill Irwin. Kabuki Drew beat Big Daddy Bundy. Tokyo Joe beat Cowboy Lang. Richard Blood Drew, who we know is uh, Ricky Dragon Steamboat, beat Drew the Assassin. Terry Gibbs beat Jesse Leon. Armand Hussein, Armand Hussein Drew Al Madrill. Forty years ago today, WWE was then called the World Wrestling Federation, hosted Madison Square Garden in New York City. The attendance was twenty-one thousand one hundred four. Mr. Sato defeated Special Delivery Jones by pinfall. Rick Mal Martel beat Hans Schroeder by pinfall. Tony Gurria defeated Baron Michael Sapuna by pinfall. Kurt Hang was soon known be known as um, Mr. Perfect, and Dominic Dushi defeated. Johnny Ross and Jose Estrada. Pedro Morales defeated Dr. Magnificent Don Morocco in a te Texas death match for the Intercontinental title retained. Right, the title change, title change. The Haiti Kid defeated Little Boy Blue by pinfall. Bad Buck, Bad Buck, Bob Beckland defeated Greg the, Greg the Hammer Valentine to retain the w, uh it was a title change, but uh, Bob Beckland defeated Greg the Hammer Valentine. And Bob Beckland um, keeps the WWE yeah. title. Dusty Rose defeated American Dream. Dusty Rose defeated Alan Mosca. Yeah. Mill Maskers defeated the mask. Yeah, if you will, Mill Maskers <laughs> defeated the mask as execution by pinfall. Tony Atlas defeated. Pinfall defeated Mr. Fuji by pinfall. 30 years ago, stake Cactus Jack, we know as Mick McFollow to fight beat it, Jobber Pete, Peter Dumas, um, WCW Pro. 
30 years ago, PN News defeated Mark Canterbury on WCW Worldwide. 30 years ago today, Rick Stern defeated Jim Davis on WCW Power Hour. And Chad, I know you remember this. 30 years ago today on WWF Superstars, one of the most disturbed moments in WWE history. The macho man Randy Savage gets bit by Jake the Snake Roberts's Jake the Snake Roberts lethal King Cobra. Oh yeah. That disturbed that's just, that disturbed you, didn't it, Chad? Well, whenever uh well actually like I said when um um whenever it um to tell you the truth to tell you the truth it did uh the last time i mean i saw that moment when it first came on of course a long time ago but of course obviously if uh, for those of you who don't who were lucky enough to get the uh jake roberts dvd when it came out back in 05 called uh pick your poison that moment was actually on there uh and the thing about it is of course obviously uh uh, Jake Roberts was wrestling, like I said, uh, I think it was a jobber, and he kept tempted uh, uh, Randy Savage to, of course, uh, uh, to to come into the ring and all that. So based upon, I'm sure, probably everything that happened involving uh, um, um, him and the uh, he and the Undertaker attacked Savage and Miss Elizabeth during their uh, wedding ceremony and all. Uh, but obviously, of course, uh, uh, I think Macho Man was close to, of course, hearing a decision based upon, of course, uh, uh, <clears throat> based upon, of course, uh, 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 by hopefully by trying to get the Macho Man reinstated. Because, and also, of course, I know, I know what it was because of what happened at WrestleMania Seven, of course, in that stipulation that that if he lost to the Ultimate Warrior. Then Savage would have to leave the company, and and of course he did he did honor that, but of course obviously that's why he was trying to get back out because apparently Jake Roberts, um, Jake Roberts of course obviously trying to lead him back in, and, and I think it was probably this was the straw that broke the camel's back and everything, uh, and of course Roddy Piper left commentary after finding that out. Uh, um, I remember hearing. I remember hearing. Of course, right before they, uh, they uh, of course they stopped. They stopped the match. Of course, on the this was on the DVD version of it. I saw you. You heard. Um, you heard Vince McMahon say. Uh, you heard Vince McMahon calling Jake Roberts. He actually said the work in his most, uh, uh, most announcing voice, saying, "He's sick." So I remember that all too well. So um, I, I, obviously, think said, I think he said, he, he said, he's snapped. He's, he's snapped. Yeah, but he said he, after he said snapped, he also said the word sick too. Um, as a matter of fact, if you've seen the clip from the, that show, Most Wanted Treasures, when they were trying to find Jake Rob, one of Jake Roberts' actual bags that he used to use to carry the snake in. Uh, Jake Roberts actually told that story about what happened was was that they claimed that that snake was supposed to have been devenomized, of course, as part of that storyline, 
And and the thing about it is, Macho told Jake, he said that that before you try to bite me with it, you need to try to bite yourself with it. And Jake actually said he did it. And sure enough, I think they were trying to prove as they will the storyline and all that stuff. Um, and and sure and sure enough, I think uh, I'm sure Macho got his payback, of course, here on Jake and everything. But that that clip from that show, Most Wanted Treasures, when Jake Roberts talks about that, is on the um, is on the video vault page. If you want to hunt that hunt that down and find it. I actually found it and watched it the other day. And of course, I was like, you know, um, that's one thing I'm going to miss about that fellow from that, that group Hit Row. The one that was called Top Dollar. His real name is AJ Francis. That's what I'm going to miss about that because he was cool with all the legends taking them around, trying to find a lot of this lost uh, pieces of wrestling history. I mean, he got to go with Jake Roberts. He got to go with Mick Foley. He got to visit Sergeant Slaughter. Um, he got to talk to me, Teddy Long. Um, he even had Rick, uh, I, I, let's see, uh, like I said, Jake Roberts as well. Uh, Brutus the Barber beef, Beefcake. I mean, he, he, he carried a whole bunch of them around trying to find all this. I mean, so I thought that was really, really cool. So. Uh, but uh, but yeah, get back to the deal with Jake Roberts. Yeah, I mean he talked. Yeah, Jake Roberts talked about the backstory of that. So that's but that was. I would agree, Justin. That was kind of a very vicious moment, indeed. But please go ahead and continue. Okay. Uh, thirty and thirty years thirty years ago today, uh, Paulie Dangerously, or should I say, Paul Heyman, forms the Dangerous Alliance. On WCW World, I mean World Class Championship Wrestling slash WCW Saturday Night on TBS, and ten years ago today, Jimmy Uso defeated with Jimmy, Jimmy Uso with Jay Uso defeated JTG with Tamina on NXT. See, see the pop culture history, and also JD Star wearing oops, I crap my pants. <laughs> <laughs> You ever seen that Saturday Night Live skit when they did that? that was, I'm sorry, I couldn't. Answer. Yeah, it was that was funny. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fifty years ago today, in American primetime TV history, ABC aired a made-for-TV movie called "The Reluctant Heroes." And forty years ago today, in American primetime TV history, CBS aired a special called "No Man's Valley." NBC aired a made-for-TV made movie called Fire on the Mountain. ABC's on ABC's Monday Night Football. The, Fal- the Atlanta Falcons beat the Minnesota Vikings 31 to 30. And 10 years ago, and 30 years ago today, CBS aired two specials called the Bob Newhart Show on. Uh, Thirty years ago today, American Primetime TV history, CBS aired two specials: the Bob Newhart 19th anniversary special and a part for Richard Pryor. 
And uh, see, in 20 years ago today, CBS aired a special called Instinct Live, the Atlantis concert. And that's it. Okay. And, and of course, and of course, when that instinct was when we found that uh, JD was jumping and hired than a, than a squirrel girl with no panties on. Uh, whoa! Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, I don't know if that's something Justin wanted to hear, but I mean, I also heard that was actually kind of. Never mind. Anyway, on that, thank you very much, here, Justin. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can always check out Justin's daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports. Of course, the wrestling portion on WCW and Empire.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation. And also the pop culture portion on WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Entertainment. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us here tonight for episode number 1071 of WCWS Revolution. Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw hereby thanks, of course, right here, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, as well as, of course, the ice man, Jared Girolamo, and the human suitcase machine, John Gross, for joining me, joining me tonight. Of course, we did bring you, we did bring you your wrestling uh, news and views. John and Justin both provided your wrestling history and birthdays here tonight. Also, of course, everyone did get their take in on what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. We also, of course, talked, also, of course, talked about some of the um, talk about, of course, the status of some of the poll matches that we have up in the pay-per-view center, second phase page. Of course, we did, of course, officially announce that the that the NJPW US Power Struggle Championship, the WCW US Generation Championship, and the WCW US Red Arrow Championship matches forever set up, of course, from the Survivor Series Prediction Title Challenge was officially set up. The Power Struggle Power Struggle title. Is pitting the champion Antonio Gutierrez against the Aces Page from Stoppos. The race championship pitting the champion, the human suplex machine, John Gross versus the Tekian Club's Mitt Patel. And the WWUS Red Arrow Championship, Justin Carter defending against Megan Holland. Of course, we did officially announce here last night, uh, yesterday, of course, I hired by did with the Survivor Series prediction title challenge. That there was a four-way tie for first place, as we said, Sandy Hardy, Justin Carter, as well as John, and also right here, the Soulmans of Fleming came in first place. Also, of course, in second place, William Banks, the Iceman, Jared Girolamo, the Ace of Spades, Jordan Stuckless, and the Key Clubs, uh, Mitt Patel. And in third place, of course, uh, Megan Holland. Uh, placed here, of course, as well. Nine folks took, took part in it, but that was okay. As I did point out here, of course, with our, with of course what we've been seeing going on in WWE here lately, it wasn't going to be surprising. We were going to have a lot of people that was going to participate in this, but I do thank those that did take part in this here as well. Uh, and of course, I'm sure we'll find. And the next one, obviously, that I will do, will obviously be, of course, the NXT War Games. And I'll let everybody know about where we where we will stand, of course, here, <clears throat> where we will stand here, of course, here as far as that is concerned, uh, which I believe JD did mention earlier will be coming up. Uh, but I will let everybody know about how when we will uh, what what will be, of course, up for grabs in that prediction title challenge here as well. But also, ladies and gentlemen, we did talk about 
the men's and women's Survivor Series matches, as well as the 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 the, the commemorative Rock Battle Royal uh, from Survivor Series. Of course, this past uh, from of course Survivor Series this past Sunday. So we did, of course, have a very eventful evening, of course, here tonight. And I do thank everyone for, of course, taking part. As we said, be sure to join us here for Outside the Ropes tomorrow night at 630-141-387 pound. And also 1072 of Revolution, 138055 pound tomorrow night, of course, at 9 o'clock. I do also I urge everyone, I also ask everyone to, by all means, at your, at your convenience, please check out, of course, at the talk about here on uh, WCW on our all of our pages of course here in the in the wws stable of groups of course on, on facebook of course as i mentioned uh, fan empire entertainment cavalcade the pay-per-view prediction center second phase page also don't forget sports roundup as well as of course <clears throat> location of animation of course the wws movie channel also the game show alley page of course as well as groups to of course don rickles johnny carson Whose lines it anyway? Also, Home Improvement, Knight Rider, and of course, the Power Rangers, Motor Week Retro Review, Cars of the Past, also NASCAR US High Octane History. Of course, I've I heard that Justin is, is now selling the humongous size clothes pants if you want to enter the group of Gaseous Affair. Of course, there's going to be a lot more stinky situations, of course, going on in that group. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Justin's working on trying to keep the water on that group here. It hasn't been that easy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, our wrestling tribute group. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. AEWS, of course, NXTUS. Uh, let me see. Um, ROHUS, um, as well as WWFUS, uh, <clears throat> uh, WCCWUS, AWAUS, DXUS, NWUS. US and US and so forth. Also check out our women of WCW US group page. Of course, we have a lot of great ladies matches, of course, put on there. And as we said, ladies and gentlemen, definitely check out the video vault. We've got a lot more stuff posted on there here as well, including, of course, an opinion poll about five matches that I did post over the weekend. If there was any matches that are, of course, kind of stood out, of course, in your mind, be sure to, of course, uh, definitely check all that out, um, including, of course, some matches on uh, uh, from uh, some moments. Uh, the most recent one was the tag match from Survivor Series 2011 when The Rock and John Cena teamed up, of course, to take on The Miz and Our Truth to, of course, uh, inter an intercontinental title match from an episode of Superstars of Wrestling between the late Mr. Perfect and, of course, the late Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a match between Sting before he he became no sting. He was still, of course, doing the surfer sting sort of thing, taking on, of course, Hulk Hogan. <clears throat> also, of course, here, let me see. I think it was, let me see, there was one or two other ones. I'm trying to remember exactly what, uh, let me see, what else was it? Oh, there was another one, I think, um, I think it was Rick Rude versus Sting from a Clash of the Champions event that took place here. And I think there might have been one or two others there. But we posted some. More great stuff here, indeed, including, of course, a match between uh, Triple H and Hulk Hogan to determine who would, of course, face uh, The Undertaker for the undisputed title at King of the Ring in 2002. 
there's a two-parter there so you can check out some of that right there as well but a lot a lot of great wrestling moments of course are posted there so be sure to check out all the matches we've got on there uh you might enjoy them so enjoy some classic moments in there and even there might be some matches there that you may not have been on when these matches first originally took place but but of course it doesn't mean you still cannot go back on there and enjoy them here today so check out of course everything on the video vault here of course page here as well as well as all of our other groups on facebook as well as of course check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows of course here on talk Shoe as well uh from every episode of revolution every episode of wolfpack and raw radio and everything like that be sure to check out everything we've got we've been saying over the past six years as we said over three thousand episodes of course a big time discussion about wrestling uh, and also among other things like sports and other of course pop culture talks here of course here as well there's a lot of stuff that's been said over the years by my by of course not only me but also of course from from gts and mld to of course jd and john um, and a lot of other folks have been on our shows here in the past including of course more recently of course with uh, uh it and uh right here with justin and also uh let's see here um let's see who who, who else has been uh let's see justin carter um among, among many many other all oh, the cowboy clinton james smith among others so check out of course like i said everything that we've been saying over the last six years on all of our shows here of course here in the wws radio network of course that we have more to come here i thought we would try more of our shows back up on the air here and going here so that way we can have some bits of more more big time talks and discussion here indeed of course for a long time here to come <clears throat> Revolution episode number 1071 of Rev uh, is a broadcast, of course, of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. Radio network, radio network is and forever will be, of course, <clears throat> your uh, will always remain and always will always remain, of course, your wrestling connection, of course, here indeed. Uh, be sure to, of course, to play it safe here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, with the Thanksgiving holiday upon us and Christmas not too far behind around the corner here, folks. Be sure to, of course, like I said, keep yourself safe and keep people, your your loved ones, and of course, uh, your friends and everyone, of course, safe as you possibly can. Uh, we're still not, of course, out of the woods yet when it comes to this pandemic, but hopefully we will we'll be, of course, very, very soon. So de definitely, of course, keep keep a, keep a watch out for everything. And and hopefully, like I said, that uh, throughout all this mess and all that, you will still, of course, continue to, to, of course, be able to get out there and do the things that you want to do here indeed and not let anything like this pandemic, of course, stop you. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Maybe I would play our closing uh, closing thing here tonight, but uh, we're going to go ahead and end it here for the, for the night. So take care and God bless here, folks, of course. And as always, <clears throat> since 2015, your source for everything in the world of, of course, pop culture, I mean, wrestling, pop culture, and everything, of course, here in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCW US Radio Network. Justin, have a good evening, bud. We'll talk about you tomorrow take care and of course god bless good night good night